ahead. Thanks, Vicki. Hello, everybody. Hope everyone's having a good summer. Sorry we're a few minutes late. Uh, we're going to turn things right over to WD's Executive Vice President of Talent, Live Events, and Creative, Paul Triple H. Levesque. Hey, everybody. Thanks for uh, joining us today, as always. I really appreciate the time that you guys make for, for being a part of this. And, um, you know, I say this, and I say this part of it, that it's, I'm always saying it, that it's an exciting time. It really is. Um, between the brand extension of Raw and SmackDown, the amount of talent being called up out of developmental into the main rosters, um, you know, NXT talent making that move to the main roster is a huge opportunity for them, but it's a huge opportunity for the brand itself of, of Raw and SmackDown to have their presence there. Um, as to me, they're, they're, some of the best in the world, some of the people that just got called up. So um, it's an exciting time for that. It's an exciting time for NXT coming into Brooklyn for the second year in a row, sold out with a massive card. Um, also with Cruiserweights happening, the Cruiserweight Classic in full tilt right now. And as you are well aware, with Cruiserweights being added exclusively their own division on Monday Night Raw, it's um, it really is a... a a really great time in the industry. So um, I'll talk really quickly about uh, TakeOver. I'm really excited about this TakeOver card. Funny that uh, I have a poster that was uh, made for me. Actually, it's a, a, a poster with some artifacts out of the arena from, from last year's Brooklyn show that somebody had made for me. It's in my office, and I was looking at it the other day with somebody that was touring my office, and it became evident to me at how much things had changed in one year. The TakeOver Brooklyn card from last year is basically the main roster, uh, half of the main roster right now. So, you know, that's that's amazing, and then a compliment to the system of, of NXT and, and what they're doing. Um, the, the card this year is, is very exciting. You know, you have uh, a little bit of everything. You have a debut of uh, Ember Moon, which, uh, you know, anybody that's familiar with her uh, career thus far, very exciting performer. I'm really excited to get her started in NXT. And, and um, as a lot of the women have moved into the main roster, uh, she's going to become a, a, a key part of the women's division going forward. Uh, you have veterans like Austin Aries stepping in the ring to take on rookies like No Way Jose. Um, a really exciting match, I think, for a lot of people. You know, it's it's kind of a really a departure in styles, but um, I'm excited to see No Way bring something different than what we've seen from him, the dancing, fun-loving guy, see if he can uh, – can can raise the stakes a bit and stand in the ring and hang with somebody like Austin Aries. Great uh, opportunity for him. Um, Andrade Ciamos and Bobby Roode, you know, what can you say about that match other than I, I can pretty much guarantee that one's going to be glorious. Um, Gargano and Ciampa versus Revival, I, I can't wait for. To me, there's nothing more exciting sometimes in classic um, tag team action, and this thing has the potential to just absolutely steal the show. Um, you know, Johnny Gargano and Chamba have, have just, I feel like as performers, 
just turned this corner. Um, you know, the, the performance that they put on in their match at the Cruiserweights and, and the things that they've been doing in NXT are just off the charts. Revival, to me, are, are one of the best tag teams out there right now and, and um, excited for that match, really excited. A match that I've been waiting for for a really long time, the rematch between Bailey versus Asuka for the NXT Women's Championship. Um, Bailey you know, kind of having a, a, an up-and-down year, but coming out of last year's Brooklyn of just just a, a, an epic career-making moment for her, and can she repeat that in Brooklyn? And Asuka just coming in and, and really just dominating a division like nobody else. Um, that, that's a, a match that, again, there's a lot of candidates on here that could steal the night, steal the show, and possibly steal the weekend. Um, and when you talk about stealing the show or the weekend, you have to bring up Samoa Joe versus uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, which two two performers that have known each other for a really, really long time, but fortune just has never brought them into the ring together. And two diverse styles that I'm I'm really intrigued. I'm a big believer in styles making matches and, and fights and this is one that I, I really think um, is going to deliver you know beyond anybody's expectations. So the card is amazing. Once again, as usual, we'll be shooting a couple of matches prior to going live. We'll have the pre-show uh, for 30 minutes and, and um, we'll be shooting a few matches that will air the following week and um, it's going to be a hell of a night. So I will um, open it up. You know, we can talk a little bit about cruisers on here if, if that's what everybody wants to talk about. Open to talking about takeover. Um, I'd also like to mention that um, the WWE PC has another all access taking place on Monday, November 14th. So um, these have been very successful for us, and, and um, you know, our, our audience absolutely loves them coming in and, and really truly getting a see a day in the life of, of how NXT and WWE superstars are made, observing the training and then and getting participating in their own, doing their own promos, their own entrances, playing a role in, in an NXT live event that happens at the Performance Center um, and, and just kind of hanging out with everybody all day. It's, it's, it's just a, a kind of an ultimate one-day fantasy camp that people have been just blown away by and are really excited about and been very successful for us. So we look forward to doing another one, another one of those. Um, I mentioned cruiserweights really quick, and I just want to say that to me, um, cruiserweights has been one of those really fun projects for me that I've been wanting to do for years, and finally having the opportunity to do it. And um, you know, it, it's it's always been something that I felt needed to happen, and to give talent. Um, in that division, the under 205, uh, since that's a cutoff we're using, um, in that in that realm, the opportunity to shine and possibly get the opportunity that they'd never had before, which is if, if they thought they could never make it to Raw or never make it to SmackDown, never make it to WrestleMania, this is that opportunity. And that opportunity has already delivered, as you see, uh, Cruiserweights going exclusively to Raw and SmackDown. So, I mean, you, you've seen some amazing, amazing matches and talent already, um, and you're going to see a lot more, you know. So it's um, it's an exciting time if you're a cruiserweight 
it's an exciting time if you're in the industry altogether. So with that, I'm going to open it up to uh, to questions. Guys, let's try and keep it the same rules. Uh, two questions for Alex, please. Thank you. The takeover is Saturday. That's why we're all here. Last year, I felt like that was kind of the real coming out party, the takeover in Brooklyn for the brand. This year, you've got a lot of people. It's kind of going to be their, their uh, trial trial by fire as it's going to be the biggest building they've ever worked in, the biggest platform they've ever had. How important is it to you that NXT is always evolving with fresh faces kind of having that trial by fire as opposed to, say, established talents like Finn Balor remains there for two, three years? Because obviously at the end of the day, as much as NXT has grown, and we've talked about this in past calls, the need is there to uh, not only build this brand but to feed the monster, which is Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, I, I, look, as I've said before, I think it's part of the magic. When I look at that, when I look at that, the, the fight poster in my office, and, and I look at that, and it's, it's like a different environment. You know, uh, everybody that's on there, with the exception of, I think, uh, Joe and, like, um, the Revival, maybe, everybody else on there is gone. And, and is populating the main roster and in, and in prominent spots, a lot of them, you know. So it's, um, it's exciting to see that, and, and I'm happy for all of them. And it, but it is part of what makes NXT exciting, I think, is um, there's a constant freshness to it. I think there's a constant evolving to it. You, you need to create talent to feed the monster. You need to create talent to feed NXT, and it's becoming its own monster. Um, you know, and, and, I, and I think it's part of the magic. By the time talent are ready to leave NXT, right, they're, they're ready to go. And, you know, p- people will criticize sometimes that somebody comes in from outside with a lot of indie experience and they'll say, oh, well, you know, they were already ready. Well, in ring, but, but there's a lot more to what we do than just in ring. And, and the goal of NXT, the goal of the performance center of all of it is to get them ready for television, is to build authentic characters, you know what I mean? And, and, and make them rich, give them some backstory, um, experiment with, with the things that they do so they know and they have it buttoned down when, um, when they walk up or walk out the door of NXT to go wherever they're going, they are so beyond ready for anything that can come their way. It just creates a different environment, and I think that you're not going to get to see those guys uh, too, too often that make that debut on Raw or make that debut on SmackDown, and then you're like, ooh, yeah, no, he might not fully be ready, you know, as, as much as possible. I, I think you're going to get that every now and then because, you know, look, Vince, Vince or, the, or the team might decide to bring somebody up that's not fully baked because they have a role in mind or they have a spot in mind they want to use them for, and that's okay. Um, but for the most part, it's to get them as ready as possible, and I think we're doing that really well. And, um, look, NXT is is the proof in the pudding because the, the the guys that are and the girls that are there right now, um, look, if they will push that uh, that SummerSlam roster hard to to, to make that show uh, deliver. All right, thank you for your time. Talk to you next time. Thank you. I'm sorry. Uh, we're facing the first takeover with two in its title. Can we consider Brooklyn as the WrestleMania of NXT? Well, it's hard to say the it's it's the WrestleMania. I think right now it's the WrestleMania of NXT because it uh, of the you know re- returning from last year and um, 
you know, having such an epic event this year and coming back this year with another epic event. So, yeah, but when you look at NXT, the, the, the run of how long we've been at this level has been brief. Last year, um, this past uh, April was the first takeover that we did from WrestleMania. The, the year prior wasn't televised. It was just a live event. So, um, you know, it's, it'll be interesting to see where it goes. Obviously, I'm going to want any of these we do. When, when we do another show this year at, uh, at WrestleMania, I'm going to want that to be the biggest show we can possibly do. So, um, yeah, I, I, in some ways, it's always going to be special because it was the first epic event like that. And, and I think uh, re- coming back there this year, selling it out again and having another epic event makes it feel special, too. Mm-hmm. And last year we had an awesome match uh, for the women's championship, and this year looks uh, looks like another epic show. What do you think is the key of talent uh, of the female roster? What do I think is the key? Yes, of, of the female roster. Yeah, of the of the talent of the roster. I think for the women, it's no different for the men. You know, look, I, I'm. I'm I'm of the belief that a WWE superstar is a WWE superstar, no matter gender, and, and um, I believe that we're training women. Um, if, you, if you saw the special last night on uh, WWE 24, talking about the evolution of, of women in the industry, um, I thought it did a wonderful job of kind of portraying that evolution. And it's not that nothing has come before it, but I think that now across the board, So it's not just one or two here or there. It's across the board. We're training women to be um, the, the women to be something more. And their work ethic and what they're trying to accomplish, um, they're not trying to, to, to have the best women match that they can have. They're trying to have the best match of anybody that night. I can tell you right now that Oscar and Bailey are hell-bent on um, having the match of the night they're hell-bent on stealing that show. Bailey wants that same thing she had last year, that same feeling she had last year. And Asuka, I know how hard she works. I know how seriously she takes this. She is looking to steal the show. Uh, she wants she wants the headline in Japan, not to be Shinsuke Nakamura. She wants it to be Asuka. So, you know, to me, it's, it's all about how hard they're willing to work, how hard they're willing to go um, to make themselves the best and... and And that's that's the that's the magic. Mm-hmm. And considering the tremendous success of NXT all over the world, and WWE felt in in Spain, my country, is there any chance of uh, of an NXT show in Spain uh, in the near future? Yeah, I mean, look, uh, we're we're open to uh, going anywhere. Um, I think, as you've seen with the UK and and. Uh, I'm, I'm not fully letting the cat out of the bag because we already promoted it there, but uh, we'll be making an announcement over the weekend about um, an upcoming Australia tour. Um, we're open to taking the brand wherever it needs to go. I, I, again, I, I see NXT as its own brand. I, I, I struggle sometimes even with the getting a call up because to me sometimes I get the opportunity is so much bigger. Um, but it's... it's uh, It's a global brand. If you're any place else in the world uh, performing right now, I, I would be hard-pressed to think that you would not be um, interested in coming to NXT if that was the only opportunity uh, that was being presented to you, not WWE, you know. Um, it's, it's become its own brand, and I think that's an important 
um, component of what we are. And I think because it is its own brand and its own global brand through the network um, and through our other TV partners that uh, we can go anywhere. And so far, every place we've gone, we've gone to uh, massive sold-out crowds. Um, I'm very happy about that. And one last show question. And now we're delivering station. I got to wrap. I got to be on the call. Okay. Super Alex. Okay. Sorry. And we'll take our next question from Martin Hoffman with Sport One. Hello. To break. Uh, first time, Eric. Uh, guys, some question uh, from specifically from my market. As you said, NXT is a global brand. We got one. Uh, we got one German guy who represents represents the German flag there. It's Alexander Wolf. Um, he's there for a while. He's not on the NXT Takeover card. I see uh, there's so much talent at NXT that yeah, I guess it's uh, tough for one individual to uh, um, uh, uh, to yeah to top the other talent and, be, and become a part that is able to go to play a role in the NXT Takeover shows. But uh, well. What is, where is the point where Alexander will stand? So what is still missing to uh, uh, make the next break? I would, I would, uh, I would expect to see some big things coming out of Alexander Wolfson. He's uh, mm-hmm. he's he's come along tremendously as a performer. You know, again, what we talk about as, as a performer, he was in a in a great place. You know, um, has learned a lot since walking in the door, but also just from a television production and and how to. Be uh, a be a star is is really where we were at with him, and he's come a long way. And I would expect to see some big things for him uh, uh, very soon. Mm-hmm. Okay. If uh, um, one thought that comes to mind, I mean, you have uh, uh, you have the project with our former German national goalkeeper Tim Wiese running. Uh, uh, um, he was he was expected to make his debut on the German German tour in November. Uh, if that's still uh, uh, the actual, if, if that's still the actual uh, point, if that's still that plans are still in in place, um, is there an idea to make those guys, two guys, work together? Uh, Alexander, the the veteran, and Tim, who's uh, more the newer part, the newer guy in the wrestling business. I think at this point in time, we're we're seeing how Tim's training comes along, and we're going to play it by ear as to where we can go from there, and. Um, I think, uh, you know, I think on, on Tim's part and everybody else, I, I think his hope is that it is, uh, this is something big for him and something big for uh, everyone involved. So we're, we, but we have to play that by ear. Mm-hmm. So it's still, uh, it's still not, uh, not like yet that he's doing his match. In- oh, no, he's going to do something. We just don't, we're not, uh, we're not 100% positive of what it is. Okay. That's good to hear. So, get them through. Thank you. Thank you. Have a nice call. Thank you very much. Thank you. Next is David Meltzer with Wrestling Observer. Paul, a um, couple questions. Um, Kota Bushi has said, and I don't know, you know, obviously sometimes when people are ready to sign, they, they aren't supposed to say anything until, they, until you guys make the announcement. But he has said that he's interested in working for you, but he's also interested in working in Japan and, uh, that type of a deal. Are you guys open for the idea of, say, uh, whether it's a cruiserweight or even a, somebody else who would work, you know, matches in Japan, maybe with some of the groups there, as well as do big shows for you, or is, 
or do you want guys to be pretty much exclusive to you? I mean, I think look, I think there's open um, there's openings. I mean, you know, uh, a year ago I worked with um, with Liger. You know, um, we're open to doing different things. I think when it comes to the cruiserweight division, we're looking for uh, something solely WWE and and keeping it in in house. I think. Um, you know, we'll 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 see. I, I kind of you know I kind of work with everybody as they're coming in and and just kind of see what they have, what they have going on, and see where we want to go from there. And, and all of this is kind of a work in progress, especially with the cruiserweights. It's it's morphed from you know an idea to a concept that we put on the network to this is great, we're going to make it a part of Raw to trying to trying to to morph it into that. So we're in the process of that now. Um, you know, I'm, I'm open to things, but it, it's uh, when when we're talking about creating WWE superstars, uh, you know, we're looking to create WWE superstars and 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 um, and work with them. You know. Now, also, uh, you re- not that recently, but you hired a new strength coach, strength conditioning coach down there. And yep. is there is there a new philosophy, or is it an existing philosophy as far as? the nature of training guys, because I know I've talked to a lot of guys, because obviously, you know, you had a, a rash there where all kinds, there's one shoulder surgery after another, and different guys to different theories as to why some people blamed, and I don't even know, but some people blame CrossFit training, thinking that that's not good for your joints combined with pro wrestling. Some people, you know, were questioning about heavy Olympic lifting, if that's not conducive to also doing pro wrestling, and pro wrestling itself, you know, the way, this, the more, obviously the modern style, guys get their shoulders banged up but i mean is there any kind of like change so to speak or has he given any input to you or have you given any input to him on you know obviously that injury seemed to be there seemed to be a preponderance of of that injury both on the main roster and even more in nxt you know six months ago and even even to an extent today yeah it's funny you know we're we're looking into all of that as far as you know trends or or cause and effect of of things like that but it's a it's always been a weird thing in, to me in the business that like uh, one guy will get an ACL and then like five guys will get an ACL and then all of a sudden oh it's oh now it's quads and then oh now it's shoulders and I don't know why that is um, and and I don't know look I, as for as many guys as I, I've seen people write reports and say oh well it's the Olympic lifting or the CrossFit stuff versus you know other types of training I don't know, I've, I've known just as many guys with bad rotator cuff tears and shoulders. Uh, problems that have never done an Olympic lift in their life, um, as as I do guys at Olympic lift that have those same injuries. So I, I think it's it's difficult to to pin it on one thing other than you know at some point in time it's a, a, a physical business, right? And so, uh, but are we looking at that? Absolutely. You know, um, Sean, our new strength and conditioning coach, is is uh, one of the best in the country and. Um, that's part of the process of things we're looking into now is is um, monitoring them through the athletic development of their careers and, and and how injuries play out and how to work against them. It's a part of the entire process of the strength and conditioning program. It's not just to, you know I think for some people they look at it and they go oh well they just want everybody to look like bodybuilders. It's not it at all. Um, we want people to be as healthy as possible. So part of the the process is we we I I just I term it myself, I just call it trying to make them bulletproof, you know, is you're trying to to create athletes 
through everyday exposure to them that are like if they're starting to have issues a little bit with their shoulders, you start to work on the internal structure of the shoulder to strengthen it to to try to keep um, to try to keep them healthy. You know, um, keeping them as as polished and flexible and mobile and strong and powerful and all those things along the way <clears throat> will long term lead to a longer, healthier career. Um, but it's, it's a work in progress. And, and as the, the great thing is we live in a great time where technology is amazing. And um, we're looking into systems now to help monitor um, of that, that training as well. And, uh, you know, it's no different than the NFL. Um, I could, to be quite honest, I consider us fairly further down the road than a lot of NFL teams at this point. But we're um, t- trying to, to, to establish those links so that we can work around them and try to keep our guys as healthy uh, as possible for as long as possible. Okay, cool. Thanks very much. Yeah, thank you. We'll go to Jason Powell with ProWrestling.net. Yeah, hey, Paul. Uh, what will the NXT broadcast team be on Saturday and even going forward now that Corey Graves has been promoted to Raw? I'm, I'm sorry, could you say that one more time? Sure. With, with Corey Graves being promoted to Raw, I'm just wondering if there's any change to the NXT broadcast team going forward. Yeah, we're working on that. Um, it's a, it's a, it's an interesting time, you know. It, even even for the, uh, you know, when you when you look at the rosters of Raw and SmackDown, and then you say, okay, so what's the roster of NXT look like? And then the same thing, you know, you, in, in my mind, kind of created somewhat of a dream team for the Cruiserweight show, but then those those roles morph as well, and and then Corey, you know, uh, makes the move, which I'm thrilled about. So we're we're trying to figure out the best best fit and voice for uh, NXT, the brand itself, and, um, you know, and, and work, again, with it, it, a lot of it comes down to does Vince want them exclusive, does he not want them exclusive. So it's a little bit of a work in progress right now. Um, you could see some shifting around a bit. I'm not 100% sure, but we're, we're, we're working to find the, the best voice and not lose perspective also of the fact that, you know, part of my goal is, with NXT, I'm, I'm as much, I'm, I'm just as thrilled that we created a Corey Graves as a, a raw announcer as I am, you know, other talent as well. That's, that's a massive opportunity for him, um, and, and we helped create that opportunity for him. So now I'd like to, I'd like to help somebody else uh, be in that position to have that opportunity as well so that we constantly have this backup feeder system always in place and, and just A-teams a everywhere, you know. Cool, and you generated some buzz by talking about uh, your comments on 50-50 booking. I, I'm just curious, is there a reason we don't see as much of that on NXT? Is it just a product of it being a one-hour show compared to a two- or three-hour show? Yeah, look, first of all, when, when you compare a one-hour show to a three-hour show from a writing and a booking standpoint, it's not even in the same stratosphere. Um, it's, it's a totally different animal. Um, look, you know, First of all, it's shocking that I created controversy with something I said, but, um, you know, booking in in a lot of it is a feel, and um, you just kind of go along the way of what you feel to me, and that's how I do it, is the feel of the right place to go and the right things and move these pieces in place and, you know, listening to the audience, but also what, what... what do you want to see? As a, for me, I just look at it. And go like I'm a fan. This is what I want to see, um, and and I try to book in that manner. Um, 
everybody has a different a different style, different philosophy, but there's none of it is my, my, some of my point of saying that was yeah, none of it is right and wrong. It's chocolate, it's vanilla, it's all these different things that they're different flavors and at the end of the day, the long term success of your business and your company and you know uh, you can say what you want about it, but uh, there's a pretty good track record for a lot of it. So, um, look, I, I, I book NXT the way I want to book NXT. As uh, the, the rest of it is it's done differently sometimes. Sometimes it's not. You know, it's, it's not an exact science. And uh, thank you, everybody, for uh, taking part in this today. I really appreciate it. Um, you know, please continue to, to support the Cruiserweight Show. I know tonight's uh, a big show uh, we've got uh, Akira Tozawa versus Jack Gallagher, Noam Dar versus Ho-Ho Loon, and Brian Kendrick versus Tony Nice. Um, it's going to be an epic night, and I, and I tell you that um, in, in doing these shows, anytime I see an amazing performance like an Ibushi and a Cedric Alexander that aired last week, I, I think... Uh, Shortly thereafter, like, all right, well, how's the rest of this going to follow it? And um, it does. It does. And um, that's the exciting part about this. Uh, they keep raising the bar, and that's really exciting. And um, I'm excited about the, the, the entire thing. I'm excited about them going to Raw. Um, and this NXT takeover this weekend, Brooklyn 2, sold out. Again, the next step in the evolution of a, a global brand and I think you've heard Samoa Joe and a lot of other guys say it, um, being a part of just something really special. And I think everybody over the last couple of years has gotten to witness that, and I'm excited that it continues. And uh, thank you guys for supporting it, being a part of it. I'll offer the same thing I always offer anybody that wants to come down to the Performance Center, uh, take the tour, be a part of it, see what we do. Um, Dave, if you're still on... Uh, you want to come down there and talk to Sean about strength and conditioning at any time, please let me know. Uh, love to have you come down there, see what we do, and, and uh, witness it firsthand. And uh, same with NXT and anything else we're doing. Um, thank you guys for the time, and uh, talk to you soon. Thanks. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.